Please be seated. Well, grace to you and peace from God our Father, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our text for this 22nd Sunday after Pentecost, it comes to us from the Gospel of Mark, the 10th chapter which was just read a few moments ago, and it'll serve as the basis for this day's meditation. In Jesus' name, amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the evangelist St. Mark, he tells us about Jesus' working a marvelous act of love and how he is restoring sight for a man who is in need. Even a man that you and I can feel that we know. Because Mark tells us his name. His name is Bartimaeus. And as we read from the Word of God, we see a most wonderful miracle. A story surely worth telling time and time again. But the fact is, Mark's account of Jesus healing the blind man, quite significantly, bookends with another story that Mark tells. The story of Christ previously restoring sight to a different blind man. And the two stories are more than just doubling up for a good thing. Both subtile differences. And yet, especially, what happens between the two miracles help us to truly understand more clearly what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. You see, looking at our text for today, we see that the true disciples is unequivocally the blind beggar who by Jesus' mercy follows in his way. But nonetheless, the true disciple was always first a blind beggar. Now, it's no surprise, or at least it shouldn't be no surprise, that Mark would report these two healings of a blind man. <clears throat> Blindness is the opposite of seeing. And blindness is one evidence or proof, as it were, of this fallen creation. Sight to blinds, <coughs> therefore, is among the most prominent of signs of all the comings of the Messiah. The prophet reminds us this, that is, first in Isaiah. In other words, what I'm saying is that blindness, is first in the prophet's list of things that happen with the sinful world. So it certainly makes sense that Mark would feature it. Obviously, it's important in our message for today. Blindness versus seeing. I mean, let's face it, right? The older we get, the less we see clearly. But here, it's the other way around. In fact, we are born blind, so to speak. We are born sinful. And by the work of Christ, 
we see spiritually all the things that he has done. So what is it that Mark the evangelist is trying to tell us? You see, by pairing Jesus' healing in a bar, Bartimaeus, comparing that with the earlier healing in verse or chapter 8 of another blind man, Mark is also directing us to spiritual blindness as a metaphor. Meaning that the world is blind. Our conversation earlier, why do things happen in this world the way they happen? It is because the world is spiritually blind. It cannot see the love and the grace and the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. Just before the earlier healing in Mark, the 8th chapter, the disciples, they had demonstrated an amazing lack of understanding about Jesus. You might recall, when they were feeding the 5,000 and then the 4,000, they didn't understand that all the blessings come from Christ. So Jesus asked them, although you have ears or eyes, do you not see? We can ask that same question about ourselves. Although you and I have eyes, do we not see? How often might Jesus ask us that same question? How do we do but yet we do not see. More than we can ever imagine would be the answer. You see, there are times in our lives when we become blind and fail to see Christ's reign in the world. For example, sometimes we fail to see God's goodness when we decide, well, I'll sleep in this morning rather than come to church. Or when we fail to give thanks for all the blessings that he gives us as Luther puts it, give thanks to God for our food, our clothing, our home, our spouse. Sometimes we fail to see that Jesus is our only refuge and that salvation is a gift found only in Him. Not only Bartimaeus then, but also Jesus' disciples and each of us can only beg for his mercy. Bartimaeus, he recognized this. And the question that we have to ask ourselves today, do we realize that we are also blind beggars? It's kind of a hard thing to hear, isn't it? Being a blind beggar. But the good news for Bartimaeus and us as well, is that because of Jesus' love, because of his mercy, because of his grace, a blind beggar gets his sight. You see, Jesus as the Messiah, he delights to extend his mercy to all people. Mercy was the basic plea of God's people. It's scattered throughout all the Old Testament, especially Psalm chapter 86. Jesus calls Bartimaeus and immediately his sight is restored. Jesus said, and it happens. In the earlier miracle, the blind man was healed, if you recall, in two stages. When Jesus first acted, the man could see only vaguely, without clarity. 
Clear vision came only when Jesus touched him a second time. This time, Bartimaeus sees clearly and immediately. Mark, the evangelist, is suggesting that metaphorically, clear vision was impossible before. Now remember the disciples' blindness, but now it would be possible, why you ask? Because of Christ. The difference, you may ask. Between the two healings, Jesus has three times predicted his passion and his resurrection. Mark is telling us that the coming of God's kingdom in Christ can only be seen clearly in the light of Christ, in the light of his death and resurrection. You see, this is what Christ wants us to see. This is the sight Christ wants each of us to gain, to see that the kingdom has come in him. It's what Bartimaeus has seen when Christ said, your faith has healed. Or better yet, we may say, your faith has saved you. We also see clearly when we believe that Jesus' death on the cross has saved and healed us from sin, death, and the devil. And the one who now sees follows in the way of Christ. This is the Lord's true disciple. Jesus' two healings of a blind man, two separate incidences, have enabled us to see what true discipleship is like. It is exemplified by the beggar who can offer nothing but only receive. It will mean carrying a cross as Jesus will carry a cross. If someone desires really to be a disciple, then Jesus says, follow after me. Let him deny himself and take up his cross and let him proceed to follow me. That's just it, isn't it? A true disciple follows Christ. A true disciple then follows Jesus in this very same way. Bartimaeus, the beggar, he immediately follows Jesus on the way that will lead to Jerusalem and to Jesus' death. And as true disciples, we will also follow Jesus as beggars, meaning being dependent on his mercy, on the road that will lead to our own suffering. Yes, as long as we live on this earth, as long as we live on this earth, we will suffer in this life. There'll be sickness. There'll be disease. There'll be unruliness. But we will experience harm in our life, danger in our life, and even hated in our life, especially those who despise Jesus. But we will experience anxiety and troubles. Certainly, you know they will come our way. But following Jesus to the cross will also lead us on the way to resurrection under his gracious eternal rule and reign. This, my friends, is the reward of faithfulness. Follow Jesus 
and you shall have eternal life. My dear friends in Christ, Jesus wants no one. I'll say it again. Jesus wants no one to miss seeing that. And Mark, under the Holy Spirit's inspiration, gives us what it takes to open our eyes, to see Jesus and all of his gifts that he gives. So I say with a joy in my heart, go, follow Jesus, listen to his calling, and give thanks for all that he has done for you. You can see. You don't need glasses. Live by faith alone in Christ. So what more is there to say? But then amen. So say it. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, may he keep your hearts and minds in Christ to life everlasting. Amen. We will continue with our offerings and then a solo, Create in me a clean heart. Thank you.